0: You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer.
1: This is Ken Vellante with Something Rather Than Nothing. And uh, very excited this episode to have Ghost Frog with uh, Quinn Schwartz and Carl Bayheim, a band I've just really gotten into lately. Uh, guys, I am very excited um, that you've made it to something rather than nothing.
0: Yeah, thanks, man. Happy to be here.
1: Now, um, I've I've listened uh, to your music, which which I I highly enjoy. Um, there's been a new videos come out. There's a lot of uh, fascinating elements to uh, to Ghost Frog, but. Where two, two questions on the intro to Ghost Frog is where did Ghost Frog the project come from? And I saw that there really are ghost frogs. That's a type of a frog. <laughs> do, you, do you know anything about ghost frogs, frogs? <laughs> uh, yeah, the the project started. Uh, Carl
2: and I are both from Alaska originally. Uh, we went to high school up there in Anchorage together, and uh, we started playing music together and writing songs and stuff uh, after we had both kind of graduated college, and we were back in Alaska for a while.
0: Living with our parents. Living with our
2: parents, and we were both super depressed.
0: Yeah, we were like, back in Alaska? Yeah, back in Alaska.
2: During the winter, dark and cold. Uh, Dumped. And, yeah, we'd both just gotten dumped by our long-term girlfriends. <laughs>
0: so
2: we were commiserating wow. together and started writing music as a yeah. form of therapy and whatnot.
0: It started a, real, our... a lot
2: of really bad, like, super emo.
1: Yeah, it started in our own, like, personal <laughs>
0: pandemic back in...
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so um... you gonna, you were riding the high streak right then, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, uh, you, said, you said at the time you were up in Alaska, right? Yeah. Yeah. And was it I mean I'm from New England and I have had limited exposure to that far north, but is it the type of you know is the type of climate which is the amount of sunlight and all those type of things are an issue despite in in addition to the the the, the cold right
0: yeah that for me personally, the sunlight thing is the biggest issue. I mean it's like Anchorage where we're from is south central, so it's not like not crazy north slope you know freeze your eyeballs out cold but like the <laughs> darkness in the uh the height of winter is like 20 hours of darkness and it really gets you and but like on the flip side you get like 20 hours of sunlight or even more sometimes it feels like just you yeah. know for the solstice so it's just the greatest like the greatest highs you can get
1: very bipolar yeah place to live yeah why well, I, I um I, I think some of the limit of my knowledge is from like 30 days of night and Barrow, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. connection to, and I hate to say stuff like that. Um, but like, I just have that point of, of reference, but t- tell us more about the ghost frog the development beyond the, you know, beyond being up there in Alaska and how the project continued.
2: Yeah. So then I, I, I went to college in Portland at PSU. And so I uh, came back down here and then, Carl, and also, like, I had a bunch of family living down here, like, uh, siblings and stuff, uh, so I'd, I'd always been coming down to Portland through most of my life, because my brother lived here, like, ever since the early 90s, so I'd come visit him and stuff, so, yeah, moved back down here, and, uh, Carl came down and joined me, and we kept writing music, and, uh, kind of, I recruited, uh, my, College friend Archie uh, to to play bass. He's an amazing bass player, and uh, we got another one of our mutual friends to join us on drums, uh, Ben Heckler, Uh, and that was like the first iteration of the band. And then we, uh, you know, played a lot of shows just around the Portland area and 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 put out an album called Laser Tag, Uh, and then pretty much have been doing the same thing ever since. And we put out two more albums, uh, since then. And yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Um, and we're talking about, with, uh, Quinn Schwartz and Carl Bayheim of, uh, of ghost frog. And, um, I just I, I tell you it's it you, the the music really appeals to me. We're going to play some uh, for for the listeners, but the 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 influences I I just adore. So you know I like I believe in you know uh, Sasquatch and uh, and, <laughs> and you know UFOs and uh, heavily influenced by science fiction and uh you know movies and books um yeah and of course the the, the gaming themes my kid my, my a couple of my boys are very much into gaming i've played uh, video games for a long time but c- could you just bo- both tell us kind of like the kind of the the bits and pieces that um that show up in your music or the 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 stuff that shows up uh as far as influences yeah
2: well I think we're all just, just pretty big nerds, uh, <laughs> so,
0: yeah.
2: you know, I, I, I always wanted to do a band that would incorporate, like, a lot of my other interests, and, and I feel like there's not that much music that gets really conceptual, like, in the sci-fi realm, so I, I, I just thought that was a cool area to explore um so yeah i'm just i've always loved reading sci-fi books and watching like old sci-fi b-movies and stuff and uh i'm just fascinated by you know outer space and aliens and uh all that all that good stuff uh i don't know if anyone else in the band is really
0: as into that stuff as i am i definitely am (laughs) for sure i uh I grew up with uh, obviously Star Wars is like my I watched that like as a nine year old pretty much every day three times, um, but yeah a lot of a lot of my influences musically so I I come from classical music background and so I didn't really start playing guitar or rock until later in life so Quinn introduced me to a lot of like what was like cool rock and roll what was cool and heavy and i was coming from like playing in orchestra and listening to mozart (laughs) so
2: that
0: was kind of my background
2: yeah and i think carl's background in 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 classical music lent itself really well to the whole like sci-fi aesthetic because it 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 brings in this whole like cinematic quality to like the melodies and stuff, yeah, and um, all that, which 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 makes it, which evokes
0: like you know, sci-fi film scores, in my mind, totally. When all that yeah. sci-fi music is so influenced by like you know, sixties sci sci-fi music is so influenced by like classical composers like Debussy and Chopin, and that that was like my favorite stuff. That French impressionistic music, yeah, growing up,
1: for sure. Yeah, I was, um, and and I I I I love hearing about that in the classical, um, you know, the the influences and and kind of like the sweeping, you know, epic parts of uh, the sound. I I was at um I was at the I'd never been to the symphony and I, I had a habit of going to the the, the Portland um you know symphony uh, when when that was held regularly. But um, yeah, I remember listening to some you know some of uh, Beethoven and some of classical music and, and I'm not educated in that way, but the intensity in the rock and roll that was just embedded, it just blew me away. And, uh, it's a big stretch sometimes for some folks, but not so much. Right.
0: Totally. I mean, Beethoven, in his time, was mm-hmm. like the heaviest, most hardcore rocker,
1: the original rock star.
0: Yeah, this this guy <laughs> who loses his hearing, and he just keeps on getting heavier and harder and more badass <laughs> as he's writing it. It's insane. He's like the OG.
1: <laughs> I think we just hit. You know, you we could take you could take a course on this stuff. I think you just hit it right there, man. They're the the OG, right? That I mean yeah. that's it right there.
0: Yeah, I mean we're um, all influenced by something. It's like. Chain of influences.
1: Hey uh, guys, I wanted to um, I wanted to cut into. It's tough. It's tough to to, to talk about music. I want to give people uh, the listeners a little bit of a taste for the music. Um, there's a track, uh, "Kill Screen," uh, that I want to cut to, and um, this is off uh, Astral Arcade. Anything you want to say about this particular track? Um,
2: I think it's my favorite song that we've ever done. Yeah, me too. (laughs)
1: All right. I love it. I love it. Okay, everybody, we got the kill screen coming up from uh, Ghost Frog.
0: Man. Well hey. done,
1: love that track. Um, I've seen I've seen uh, that you have uh, had some videos uh, coming out. What's the what's the what's the story behind the videos? I've seen a couple lately. <clears throat>
2: uh, yeah, we well we made a video for that track. Uh, we've always done pr- done our own videos like pretty in a pretty DIY way. Y- usually we just you know, get some get some costumes and some props and go out and just film ourselves acting stupid, sc- stupid stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um uh I, I I think part of like our being super influenced by sci fi uh movies comes into play with our videos because I I just like to use them as a vehicle for like telling little short stories stories like almost like little mini short films uh just as my own i I like to look at the song like it's a you know like it's a score for like a short film yeah so sometimes even when we're writing the songs i'll be thinking about like music video ideas uh so i definitely think that the music videos are are i see them as like an extension of of what of what we're doing uh you know, creatively and artistically. It's an yeah. important, important aspect for me.
1: Yeah. I've been, I've enjoyed seeing that there, there, um, a, a lot of fun and, and definitely complement uh, your, your musical style. I got a big question We have to give the listeners your answers to some, some of the bigger philosophical questions. Oh boy. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, Hey guys, uh, help me out here. What is art? Woo
0: you want to take that one, Carl? <laughs> yeah. Art. I, I honestly, I think art is a. It's a reflection of what's going on in society. It's like if you go look at a mirror when you're having a bad day, or society's having a bad year, or
1: decade,
0: <laughs> or hundred years, or something. <laughs> when society looks in the mirror and the reflection they get back which is in my mind it is art so like it, it it's like uh they they look in the mirror they look what comes back is that art the this production of people's uh emotions and and uh passions trying to i guess create something in the mirror <laughs> that is a terrible <laughs> answer <laughs>
1: no I, wait i think i think, I think I it,
0: a little bit too much weed before <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry
1: kid <laughs> no no wait a second no i'm gonna i'm gonna rescue you here because it the mirror is the reflection it's the reflection and it turns it around at the same time right so yeah yeah right
0: That's exactly what i'm trying to say exactly
1: i knew i knew i knew i knew that was there um <laughs> what's well what what's the what's I kicked this one around too guys what's the what's the role of art and, and you know and I started asking this more of saying, hey, you know what is art and, and get a definition but we have uh absurd political times we got a uh, world feeling in upheaval. we got people basically with a kind of a drip line to their uh, Wi-fi and social media. a lot of strange things happening. What what's art's role in all this uh, right now? Does it have a different role, or what's its role? Uh,
2: For me, I mean, it's it's. I think it's crucial in preserving people's or what's left of people's sanity. (laughs) Um, I I think if if, if, what would we do during this whole pandemic if we didn't have books to read and movies to watch and records to listen to we would we would all be totally screwed you know yeah Yeah. it's it's like a way of being able to connect with people without actually having to physically be present with them which really lends itself to this particular situation
0: yeah um i mean if, if it wasn't for art like you're saying right now we'd all be so paranoid i feel like you know like it is it is the connection to humanity and without that connection you just you isolate you hate yeah, it's, it's like a, a, a guard against violence in a, in a weird way
1: yeah <laughs> totally yeah that 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 that's i i mean uh, one one of the things that i've seen is it, people think about it within um uh political terms but you know there's such an intensity to uh, to to the art that's been created, but there's also things like the like defunding. You know, under Trump, there's n- there's no there's nothing artful in in my mind about any of that stuff. So it's kind of like art stands in opposition uh, to our to our recent times. Totally. Um, one of the one of the big questions I ask, and it's kind of uh, to to get into how how you both developed um as as artists uh i was wondering if you could each reflect on who or what made you who you are a you know, person or 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 influence or a, a dang record or what
0: <laughs> uh, well i got a shout out to wes borland of Limp biscuit <laughs> there we go Dude, he got got me wanting to play electric guitar because uh, his riffs were pretty sick. Uh, But (laughs) yeah, yeah, we both
2: we we grew up in the new metal era, so and we apologize if any of those influences come through in our music, but we can't help it; it's it's embedded in our psyches.
0: But it was also like you, you know, you start going down there their trail of influences, and <laughs> then you discover some really rad shit. Like, you just keep on going back in, in their trail of influence, like, from nine years old to, like, whatever, you, you find some incredible stuff.
2: Totally. And I would argue that, you know, the, the time hasn't been very kind to that era of music, uh, but I think, you know, they had a lot of, interesting ideas musically and and i think it was a pretty creative time in in like mainstream music you know i think it was for, for better or worse I, I, you could definitely argue that a lot of the the vocals and the lyrics are pretty cringeworthy nowadays but i think musically they had a lot of kind of pretty cool stuff happening
1: so My, uh... i gets it's
2: a bad rap you know
1: Oh, I think, you know, one, one to hear something interesting is my, uh, um, uh, my, my, my son, uh, Aiden, he's, um, he's 17 and, uh, he, he's self-taught, uh, guitar, uh, just really obsessive into music like I am. And, uh, is a really good, um, uh, uh guitar player. Um, but you know, he, he reintroduced me, um, to new metal I didn't really listen to that much of it at the time and so my experience of new metal was not at the time it was actually my son over the last year or two who appreciates a lot what was in the new metal teaching me so it was a very interesting dynamic of how I learned about it and I ended up with a much more favorable impression of new metal than anybody I talked to because of his influence
0: that's cool you you're probably like a very uh unique and individual in that sense like most <laughs> most of us were forced to to grow up in it or forced to listen to it all the time because that was everything back in the day <laughs> and i think that's why i get such bad rap But it's we like, loved it too. We loved it but like everybody else who was forced to listen to it really <laughs> i don't know if they loved it as much but <laughs>
1: Hey, but the, here's the thing, too. Uh, no, I appreciate that. It's just kind of a fun thing that my 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 son has taught I me. Love but that. Uh, I'm also a little bit unreliable. Uh, as I love you guys, in uh, but I'm also the only music I've listened to from December on has been Taylor Swift's last two albums in Ghost <laughs> and guys i i don't know what to tell you i yeah. mean it makes sense to me but i'm having this conversation with others and they're not they're not vibing with me on this
0: <laughs>
1: i don't i haven't listened to them are they, they're good i i mean if well i'm a swifty all right and you might not oh, have yeah. a, IMC,
0: i am too man 1989 is a, yeah na- 1989 is a i banger. think that is one of the greatest albums in a long time like
1: I i, I, I love that i love um I love her last few uh albums. I'm like a 19 1989 and on are all my my favorite ones. But the um her last <laughs> the Evermore and Folklore are deep, dark fucking trips. Listen to it. They are it's 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 dark, it's intense and uh, creative. She's um there's a, there's a lot of emotional depth there and uh I I love it. Anyways, yeah. but it's 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 her in in Ghost Frog for me lately. So, you know, what do you think? <laughs> two
0: sides wow, of man. one dark coin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're in good
0: company. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I mean, I think we're we definitely write like pop songs, you know. Yeah, like, so I wouldn't say that we're that far removed from Taylor Swift like
0: I mean, we, we write,
2: our... we try to write catchy sounding shit, you Yeah, know? but we try to balance it out with some weirdness and some, some darkness and some noise and to just yeah. so that it's not completely like, you know, sugary, sugar
0: pop, sugar pop. Yeah. I mean, like our biggest influences when we were starting out, like we were listening to, a, we were listening to a lot of Nirvana <laughs> And you were showing me Which is also totally a pop band. Oh yeah. yeah. So Fagazi. Yeah. Fagazi and Nirvana are like, in my opinion, like some of the best pop pop song writers. Like just in a different you know, they're, they're simple hooks and like just really really freaking good pop songs, great melodies. Yeah. It's just di- <laughs> it's just a different aesthetic
2: as far as like yeah. the sound, you know, the the instrumentation and the production and stuff. But it, at the end of the day it's all it's all just like hooks. Yeah.
1: Well, it's confusing for the, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really fascinated that, that you brought that up because, you know, I was, when we were talking here, I was thinking of, of Nirvana. And I think Nirvana as a band still presents big problems for like casual music listeners because right. You can dance and have fun dancing to Nirvana. And, but some of the vocals and some of the tracks are just, super, you know, uh, at times a, a, a intense and, a, and abrasive, but melodies, right? Melodies yeah. for the most part.
2: For sure. Yeah. He was a genius uh, me- melody writer.
0: Yeah. Kurt. And I, I think, like, the the contrast, like, we always talk about how, like, contrast is what makes, like, a lot of really cool things happen in music and the contrast between like the abrasiveness and just like some of the nasty chords and stuff and and the the, the, the effects and everything soft with, lu- soft loud yeah but with the contrast between the nastiness and then the beauty of the yeah. of the melodies like and just how genius they were that's like, that's, that, what, makes that's it, what makes it that's so what makes it so freaking awesome which i guess you could argue maybe that's
2: why re- regular top 40 pop stuff isn't as I don't know it's it's it does it's not as appealing at least to me anyways is cuz it's just it's very much one thing it yeah. doesn't have that same no more contrast, contrast.
1: uh totally.
2: so I guess that's why I gravitate more towards the like the you know the the like the hard
0: rock pop
1: yeah let's or and,
0: pop or the dark stuff the dark dark side
1: yeah, <laughs> the, the, the sides like, of that, that dark, dark coin. I think that I heard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Hey, um, not to not to throw uh not to throw a very uh, hard curveball at you both, but I I love uh I love an answer to why there is something rather than nothing. Oh boy. Uh.
2: Hmm. Forty-two.
1: All right. (laughs) Finally, it took Ghost Frog, and it took 73 episodes, but the answer has been given, 42.
2: That's right. The real question is, what's the question?
1: Wow. So, um... (laughs) So so I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, listeners always expect an answer from that. And for me, 42 is a complete and total answer And for, for, for listeners. Just, so you know, we're talking about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and that story where it's been argued, shown and some have done it in a Ph.D. thesis that the answer to all these questions is 42. Um, and here we have arrived with with Ghost Frog telling us that. So uh, thank you, guys.
2: Yeah, yeah, no problem. I almost I almost panicked when you asked that question, but then I thought to myself, don't panic. And then oh my the, the answer just came to me.
1: <laughs> Guys, they're gonna think this is pre rehearsed. Does everybody this is, this is off the cuff. Uh Taylor Swift, Ghost Frog, uh yeah. Douglas Adams. Uh forty two <laughs> is the answer we've been waiting for.
2: Uh, the, you can you uh, can uh you know you can you can
1: quit the podcast now. Cause you, you got the oh, answer. All the you don't, you don't know what, you don't know what dilemma you put me. I mean, the rest of my day is shot because of these guys, I don't know. what I'm going to do. do What? Hey, I do. I will say one thing uh, before I ask you a final question. Um, uh, in, 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 you might be interested in this. I am actually going to create a weird short offshoot of this show and it's going to be called nothing rather than something.
2: Oh wow!
1: Yeah, yeah. So, and That's it's going to awesome. be uh, four episodes about um, the theory of emptiness and nothingness. That's all it's going to be. So, um, maybe I just have to go that direction after you gave the big answer of forty two. <laughs> uh,
0: that sounds so cool. I'll be, I'll be listening
1: to that. All right, all right. I already got, it. I already got some <laughs> subscribers. We're good. Um, <laughs> uh Hey, uh, uh, Ghost Frog. Um, uh, just wondering if you could let uh, listeners know. Uh, where to find your material, where to download the music, how to connect uh, with you know with 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 you uh, with the band uh, can you just share some of that?
2: Uh, yeah you can you know follow us on uh, Instagram and Facebook uh, and then we have a website ghostfrogband dot net where we post updates on things. Uh we got a YouTube channel that has all our music videos on there. Uh, if you just type in Ghost Frog, I'm sure you can find it. Um Bandcamp. Oh yeah, and we have a Bandcamp page that has all our albums available. And then we're also on all the streaming services and stuff too. But of course we encourage you to uh go through Bandcamp if you if if you uh if you want to
0: support us yeah, there's some sick T-shirts on there too.
2: Yeah, we got we got a lot, quite a bit of merch on there, like some tape, some cool tapes and shirts, and uh, we got a vinyl, a really, really sweet vinyl version of our new album, Astral Arcade, available on there. Uh, and yeah, we're 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 working on writing the uh, the next one. So after this podcast is over, we're probably gonna start diving into some songwriting.
1: Yeah. Oh, dang. That's 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 fantastic. Thanks for sh- thanks for sharing uh that too. And yes, uh Bandcamp um uh, a service I love and um uh everybody check that out uh, Ghost Frog on Bandcamp. Also um uh doomed and in, in, in stoned um uh, collections of um uh doom metal, uh stoner metal. And such uh you can find some of that stuff on, on Bandcamp. uh guys as i let you know at the beginning uh, i've been really excited to have you on the program and uh really enjoyed talking with you um i i do deeply enjoy your music and i am serious when i'm only listening to ghost frog and taylor swift since december that'll change <laughs> <it. laughs> but you know only one of the greatest compliments that ever gotten that's huge man that's hey so hey funny. I'm I'm glad it worked out that way, but um, I just wanted to extend. We that. need to do a tour with her. That would yeah. be. <laughs> I, I I think it I think it makes I think it makes sense. The the merch will be uh, incredible on both sides uh, for sure. And, yeah, but we uh, need
2: to, we need to do a, a collabo. <laughs> That'd
1: be fantastic um hey th- thanks guys for for hopping on the program i wish you uh great success and uh for myself and other listeners out there we really look forward to uh some of the new material that you'll probably be working on soon as you said so thanks so much guys thank you yeah man thanks for having us have a good one ken all right quinn sports Welcome. carl bayheim from ghost frog uh thanks so much good night